I was beginning to worry you had lost your way. Come, we've saved you a seat. I can't believe it's our last visit to the world of Harry Potter already. We made it. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. It's an interesting way to have looked at it because I've grown up. Mm. Very interesting experience. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've not watched them since they ended. And that was 10 years ago this week. Wow. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. That is a long time. It doesn't feel like a long time, though. I know. I know it goes so quick. You blink and a decade's gone. Yeah, and there's so much in the cultural consciousness that you don't... Oh, yeah. You don't really have to watch them, really, to to feel like they're still there or that they're fresh in your memory Mm. and whatnot. So, a big thank you to anyone who's listened so far. If you haven't, where have you been? Because you've missed (laughs) out. Um, What we've covered so far is not only reviews of the first six films, but we've also looked at the book-to-screen process, our favourite deleted scenes, uh, the evolution of the series, our favourite music, the casting of it, our top ten characters. And we've learnt a lot along the way, not just about the franchise, but about ourselves as well. For example, uh, Mary found out she really likes Luna Lovegood, except when she's getting punched in the face. And I detest Ginny <laughs> Weasley. Surprise, surprise. You do a lot. I Yeah. It's, it's a surprising hatred. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in this episode, we're going to be reviewing the last two films, which is Deathly Hallows Part 1 and The Deathly Hallows Part 2. So they go very hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And... A little bit backwards, we'll then be looking at the legacy of Harry Potter, 20 years on from the first film coming out and 10 years since the last one ended. And we're doing a quiz or two quizzes, however you want to look at it. Basically, nearly 50 questions advanced for me and Mary to to see how well we were listening along the way. So, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting episode i'm very frightened for the end of this because i've called myself a harry potter fan for years and i have a feeling it's all going to come crashing down okay so uh yeah we're going to do that at the end so first thing we're going to do is start with our review of the deathly hallows part one these are dark times there is no denying so you loved this one. I love it. I'll stand by that till the day I die. It's the Casino Royale of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> um, I think cinematically this is the strongest, best made film. I'm not saying necessarily it's packed with the most story. I'm not saying it's even the best story. I just think it's cinematically so good that it doesn't matter. Anything could have happened in this one. I absolutely love it. And some people don't like this one at all. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a funny one, this one. I think the reason people like you who critically acclaim it um, mm. think that because it's almost in a way less a Potter film. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. doesn't have the yeah. same style at all. It doesn't mm-hmm. follow the same structure. There's no Hogwarts. There's no like, you know, we're going off to school and mm. then doing that part. There's none of that. Yeah. Um, I think that's also why a lot of people hate it in yeah. comparison to the rest. This is people's like worst. I mean, my husband hates this one. I don't get it. He just says nothing happens. It's completely boring. So and much He happens. really doesn't like this one at all. And I've heard so many people say the same thing. So thing. I think it's it's very much depends what camp you're in and it's for that same reason i think because it's completely different you either love it or hate it yeah well we said about the goblet of fire being like a bridge film between the first three and then the rest of the series 
but in that one, we sort of said that the plot was kind of irrelevant in Goblet of Fire for the most part. I think Deathly Hallows Part 1 is a bridge as well. But unlike Goblet of Fire, it actually does a lot to gather everything that's happened up until this point. Oh, it's, yeah, you and need it. And a lot it. of tying off is done in this one, if yeah. anything. I think most of the loose ends and whatnot at least start to become tied up yeah. in here. And it prepares you for what happens in part two, which in my opinion is not so great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think from a story perspective, this film serves a massive purpose. It flows very well. Yeah, I think it's very well constructed and the pacing yeah. of it is just spot on. And it's the mm-hmm. first time really you've actually got to spend time with the characters without any major, major distractions. You actually get to live with the characters just for a little bit, you know, and you actually yeah. learn more about them here than you have done pretty much in any of the films. Yeah, because you are sitting with them, you're travelling with them. Yeah. You, you know, you like you say, there's no distractions, there's no tasks or... I mean, obviously, they are off on adventure, mm. I suppose you could say. But they don't have that structure of it's a school year. I think it's a very natural progression for the series to have made. You know, I don't yeah. think... You know, people who are saying that it doesn't follow the structure, therefore it's wrong or it's out of place. This is what was meant to happen. Like, this is it. Yeah. Like, they're not meant to be kids at school anymore. You know, yeah. literally, everyone's dead and they've been left <laughs> to kill, like, yeah. Hitler, essentially, and they're on their own. There's so much character development for the three leads mm. in this one. And not only do you learn more about them, but I think they learn more about themselves as Absolutely. well in a way that they didn't yeah. know. I mean, they have been left to like you say the, Fend for to deal with with things that are so beyond their mm. capabilities really yeah. um and obviously the horcrux that they end up with really has such a huge effect on personality and feelings and emotions and 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 i think it's i think it was done really really well mm. My only issue with Harry Potter, and it's the, it's the same thing I would say all the way through, is there's a lot of these really great things in there. But mm. because you're whizzing your way through, <laughs> you don't really get the chance to stop and appreciate to them. slow down, yeah. And this is why Deathly yeah. Hallows Part 1 is the best Harry Potter film. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The first thing you get in this one is Bill Nye as Rufus Scrimger. He's not in it very much, but by God, no, I think it's one all. of his best characters. I don't know why. <laughs> I genuinely think it's one of it's the least like Bill Nye I think I've seen him act apart from like Davy Jones. Mm. He's the new Minister of Magic. Yeah. And it's just such an amazing opener to the Dark. film. And he's giving this speech. And he's such a strange character because you don't really know what side he's on initially because mm. the speech that he gives about, you know, the ministry remaining strong and Utter all these politicians bollocks. <laughs> yeah. But but that he, he almost seems angry when he's saying this and that he's part yeah. of like the bad crew. But then later on you think, oh, hang on a minute. He's just mm. been killed. <laughs> <laughs> and then you think, oh, and then you re-look at that opening scene and actually he's not angry. He's terrified. Mm. He's absolutely trying terrified. To, trying to... Uh, persuade himself and everybody else that everything's okay and it really isn't which is what Cornelius Fudge was kind of doing for Mm. a long time but yeah I just thought that that opening is so like sobering like there's not there's no music or anything it's just him yeah but then the very next thing you get is a newspaper that Hermione's holding saying muggle family murdered shit's going down (laughs) basically and this is like the second opening and we mentioned this in part two because of the music Mm-hmm. And it's that feeling that the winds have changed, and like we just said, the yeah, whole absolutely. the whole film's very different. That's a really good way of putting it. Actually, 
it's like the beginning of the end in a way like mm, yeah by starting that way you kind of know we're not going to have the same thing that we've had before yeah everything that's been a constant up until this point is now just overturned to yeah. the point where yeah we get the dursley's opening bit but they're leaving you know and they're saying it's not safe for us anymore and you know that's the first time ever they've kind of acknowledged the world i feel like they were really shortchanged again though <laughs> yeah, in a re- but yeah. in a really bad way like more should have been made of it and obviously they did film more but i just feel like at this point if they're acknowledging that the there are things wrong to the point that they're moving yeah they've lived in this in this house for decades then Petunia should have said something. She is his mm. last blood relative. And yeah. I just feel like there should have been something there and there wasn't. Yeah, and that scene that, that was deleted with her and him mm. is so good and definitely should have stayed. But at the same time, because the whole opening kind of plays out as a montage, yeah. I think yeah. it's not as good, but I think it's still good that there's a sort of urgency about it that you don't get time, you know, because yeah. they don't get time to spend. Mm. And, you know, it's very hurried you know and, and then obviously what Hermione does with her parents memory is something that you know it's now or never brutal the worst part about it is seeing the photos seeing it disappear out yeah. the photos and with the music and it, it's just Music's fantastic. kind of heartbreaking really yeah it's such a good opening <laughs> it's such a good opening for the film because it, it means business I think that's why I like it so much it's it's to the point it's realistic I say it's realistic it's realistic to the sense that it's all or nothing. This is it. It's the final stand. Sacrifices are going to have to be made and they don't shy away from that. Mm. <laughs> That's a long way of saying it, but the uh, yeah, the opening, I think, is hugely important just for yeah. setting up everything. Another thing we get at the beginning is um, rather than spending time with Harry or Ron or Hermione, we actually go and spend some time with the bad side, yeah. um, which we'd, we've never really got before. We've never actually just no. gone and spent time with them, but we go to Malfoy Manor. It's all from Harry's perspective, always. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you get that is is very different. Mm. I feel like you get Draco Malfoy's perspective in this, mm, yeah. very much so, and not as he's not the same person he was. No, none of them are really the Malfoys. No. They're all. <laughs> Lucius has just come back from Azkaban. He looks awful. I, yeah. I I feel like what they did with that character is fantastic because he's just dishevelled. Yeah. He, he was this pristine, yeah, very um, polished character. Po- yeah, polished guy, not a, a speck, you know, out of place. And then you look at him now, and he's just the bags under his eyes and the oh, hair, and the, it's it's amazing the transformation. Mm. And they fear Voldemort now, and I think everyone mm. in that room kind of does in a way. Maybe Bellatrix doesn't because she's kind of loopy, in love with him, yeah, in a weird way. <laughs> I kill him <laughs> basically but yeah the, the bit that i really i say i really like it's a bit dark but um obviously they've got the muggle studies teacher hovering above the table and voldemort basically murders her in front of everybody but the reactions mm. of draco especially and of snape um two reluctant death eaters yeah at this point we don't know that snape is a reluctant death eater oh see i so have to mention it i have to Go on. And, and i will mention it again but I watch Snape like a hawk. Yeah, um, you in do, don't you? Na- knowing now what you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Alan Rickman, ugh, to a T, is perfection. Without even moving, sometimes he conveys oh, something. That... Yeah. And you think they're wrong. They're all we've been wrong the whole time, and mm-hmm. and he, he can do it in a 
barely a look like you say he he doesn't move yeah sometimes it's his lack of movement that conveys mm. everything that he's thinking yeah and i think the moment's made so much bigger by draco's reaction as well because i mean muggle studies he what it's he would have scoffed at it it's not something he yeah. would be bothered about but he's so um affected by it yeah it's you know it's part of his his childhood his mm. school yeah. you know he's watching a, a teacher and and Snape's watching a friend, you know. Yeah. But the camera hones in on those two. Yeah, very well done. The other thing we get is Nagini is now a key character. We see a lot of her, it, mm. her, the snake. Um, <laughs> again, not at this point knowing that there's a No, we don't know anything more there. about her at yeah. the moment. So, yeah, I just thought it'd be good to mention that because we haven't really had Voldemort's side except for when he's with Harry. So yeah. That's cool. But then the seven Harrys sequence, this is where Harry's going to be transported. Yeah. Another moment where I just feel the storytelling's just so good. Mm. Like, how would you come up with that? Like, right, how are we going to get him out? We're going to do Polyjuice <laughs> yeah. Potion for all of these people. They're going to pair mm-hmm. up and they're all going to look at Harry. It's just mm. such clever And they mention the reason why they can't do it another way as well. I'm pretty sure they mm-hmm. mentioned it, you know, the, the, the traces on him and all yeah. this stuff. You know, this film didn't skip over the detail. <laughs> it yeah. really got everything oh, Apart right. from one bit that really bothers me, and it's Go in on. this scene. It's Lupin and Tonks, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> but it absolutely it bothers me so much because of what happened to me when I saw the last film, and I will explain that when we go okay. into that. But it just, <laughs> just bugs me so much. It's like, why would you say half a line? Why would you the give rest, the character yeah. half a line and mm. not finish? I mean, what's the point? On reflection, they gave more information than I remember them giving. Like they give enough for you to understand what's happening, but they just Do don't they? say the words as such. Pretty they? much, they're, like they're holding hands. So you go relationship, and then they go, "We've got some news," <laughs> and then they kind of both glance down at her belly, and then they get interrupted. So I think there's, an, there's enough there. Barely. Yeah, I mean, there's other things in the series where you literally are just left to guess what's going on. With this, they gave a they gave a hint, and I'll give them that they gave. A, I'm not happy about it. It's the bit, it's probably the mo- the thing I'm least happy with <laughs> <laughs> in the world. Not enough for us to care about it. Yeah, if we, if we, in the grand scheme of things, it's very slight, but I don't like it. <laughs> no, fair enough. <laughs> the the actual transformation then of Harry into six additional Harrys, the visual effects, and that's mm-hmm. where they do this. 360 degree shot yeah um and that's where they've done the facial kind of blending that's where people actually get transformed but then there's the scene where harry is all of them and daniel radcliffe plays all of them and i've got to say like comparing his performance here to philosopher's stone oh my goodness like how far he's come yeah he's settled hasn't he yeah as an actor he really um, a lot took more. it seriously as well i feel like um yeah, you can tell that he is a jobbing actor. He's mm. not just a kid in a movie. Yeah. And I feel there are less moments that are jarring for me. Mm. That where, As a kid, you think, oh, God, it's that <laughs> moment, you know, yeah. or that line. Or, yeah. um, but it's he's settled. Smooth acting, he has settled into it yeah. now. 95 takes for that one, technically one shot, because all is happening in that one shot but yeah for him to have imitated every and studied every other actor and how they move 95 takes 95 think about in that a as a number yeah that's that is insane and then obviously it comes to the point where they are having to do the maneuver and i have to say the relationship or at least the significance of hagrid 
in this moment and that when he says 16 years ago i carried you into the yeah. world so it only makes sense i carry you out i like that and we can only yeah get a nice it's the only really here. bloody bit we get with hagrid to be honest <laughs> even, especially when we get to the next one as well it's yeah the last one is pants. a shame <laughs> really? they get like a hug yeah <laughs> but then they get into the sky they, they take off i think the taking off is really quite scary feeling if you get that sense that they're going into into the unknown and that's it that's the dursley's gone that's it the house that's it you don't mm, yeah, you'll never that, go back that's yeah it. looking at that empty house as well is quite sobering i think and the, when he goes back to the cupboard there's no going back from that moment this is it he's never going to go back to that house yeah. it's the moment for me where they get through that cloud layer and in the sky it is just chaos you yeah. know they've been tipped off and people are about to die and this is like just got little goosebumps because people do genuinely just start to get picked off one by one now Uh, it was the moment in the book where i knew she wasn't gonna hold back when she killed hedwig yeah i i was absolutely devastated it was was almost such a needless kill as well wasn't it it was so small in a way because it's now but it meant (laughs) so much and I just thought, oh my god! If mm. if if she's going to do this this early, and she's and she's uh, yeah. going to kill Edward, she will well. go yeah. anywhere. It was almost like chapter by chapter, who dies, who dies, who dies. You, you've got to brace yourself. <laughs> the pace, apart obviously, the beginning again with every Potter film is very quick. You've got the Polyjuice mm-hmm. transformation, and then the they're at the burrow, and and um, we have um, Bill and Fleur's wedding. You just like Bill just appears. <laughs> oh yes there's this other Robin. brother hello <laughs> here we go yeah he's gonna get married um we're having a wedding it's all it's very quick and obviously then we very quickly from the wedding that gets crashed um horribly. yeah everything gets ruined doesn't it yeah just a little bit i've got to say actually when they're at the borough and the minister of magic comes well it's a great moment because he's come to read the will of dumbledore hmm but there's so many references back to the earlier films now and things that you didn't think twice about the first time around are actually hugely important at the end. And there's a great sort of circularity of... Yeah, um, it's his first snitch. Yeah, something that you'd never thought twice about. Yeah, I I think it's very... Again, it's great storytelling because it just... All of this was in her head for years. She carried all these things and and they were going to do so much. Mm. I just... I cannot fathom how one person can... It's very tidy. It's just... It's so well done. I mean, the Illuminator, one of the first things we saw in the franchise. In the movie, yeah. The sword of Gryffindor, the Polyjuice potion, the motorbike. These are all things that were massively important in in the first two films at least for mm-hmm. just for serving those stories but we didn't realize that they were going to be pulls huge it all back together yeah i'm going to push ahead to um quite, what i thought was quite a standout moment again um another scene that i thought just on its own very mm. creative very well done it was the ministry infiltration yeah so we know that you know they need that horcrux and they need to get into the ministry because umbridge has the horcrux oh she, she's back so she's back yeah <laughs> she's back yeah what a surprise and the moment you see her when the the ministry's taken over by pious thickness mm. and you, you you're listening to what he's saying and she stood there on the side and you think yeah she really is evil like yeah. she's picked a side yeah she's just this racist piece of shit isn't she she's just she's here oh she is she's awful. i don't know what happened to her in her past but she is 
damaged. She's very prejudiced. Yeah. Anything, uh, half-blood um, mm. creatures, anything that's not pure, yeah. human. She's, she's a bit hitlerish, like you said. She's, she's awful. The thing I notice more about this scene is the um, the, the details, especially when um, Harry dressed as Albert Runcorn goes into her office. You see, like the books that she's got in her desk, how to spot a mudblood, um, yeah. things like that. And, and along the way, you get all the posters. You know, people are putting together flyers mm-hmm. of how to spot muggleborns, how to spot all this stuff. But if you change the yeah. word, you said it was actually before that. If you change the word muggle or mudblood to Jew, yeah, she's basically written a Holocaust story. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, like it's bang on though as well how it happens and that political corruption that we glimpsed back in number five mm-hmm. this is where it was heading yeah now going back to runcorn so mm. again we've got another transformation mm-hmm. um and it requires how, what i think is really amazing acting because you've got three um unknown actors just come in to you know to play the part mm-hmm. but they are playing our leads that yeah. we have followed for six other films yeah. who we know the movements of, the attitude, um, the way they walk, the way they stand, the way they, mm-hmm. you know, the way they do everything. Yeah. Um, I just think it's really cleverly done. You believe that it's them. Obviously, the film has made the choice of keeping the voices of the original people, yes. which I think is I good and I get why, yeah, I get I know why, why they did, they it, did so it but I don't follow it and stuff yeah I don't really, really like it. it it is a bit jarring sometimes you know like, yes. they've, like they've had to put unnatural pauses in to catch up with the lip syncing sometimes yes. it's a bit yeah muggle bones because you know um, yeah but I see why they did it. I just think the whole scene is very, very clever. It's very dark. It brings it all to life. Like, obviously, they reveal themselves, take the Horcrux, they get chased out, oh, yeah, and then so you get the splinch. Um, Ooh, splinchy. Oh. Which is a word that we've never come across in the franchise, but it didn't feel wrong. Because no, Hermione it said worked. it in such yeah. a way that it was, he's been splinched. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and you just, you just, yeah, you know you it. You could see you would, what it meant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's the first time, like you see, like some real damage. I mean, yeah. obviously he's he's hurt his leg before, Ron, and you've had like a few broken bones and cuts mm, and scratches and things. But they've always just gone to that, the gone to the hospital wing. Yeah, this is they're on their own. They're they're, they're stuck, and um, it's from that moment I think you really see a change in Ron. Yes. Um, and obviously they now have the hawk. The locket. Yeah. What's really clever about this, and you'll have noticed this, does mm. that squeak? It's this it's like a, awful... It is like a squeak, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it a, screeching, like a screeching, squeaky... Ringing it's, noise. Yeah, and it's always there. It's yeah. ever-present. It's um, that sound that all the Horcruxes end up having, apart from the diary and the other one. Yeah. Um, when they're wearing it, you can hear it in the background. Mm. Um, you hear it when, not long after that, when they start to travel, we have this montage mm-hmm. um, and you get the list of missing witches and wizards on the radio, yeah. but with this squeak as well. It's the presence of Voldemort, isn't it? Yeah. It's him yeah. and it's that atmosphere. It's a very subtle but powerful, almost subconscious mm. message. I can understand Ron's pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do get it. You get this weakness in Ron. And Dumbledore predicted it. (laughs) Yeah, we've seen it before 
in the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. And it's not his fault. It's always having other people. He's got all of these brothers and, and mm-hmm. he's got this friend who he loves who's the the cleverest and his best friend's Harry Potter. And there's always something. And, and there's that doubt about his relationship with Hermione and, and mm-hmm. that the locket brings that out. Yeah. It just makes it huge. And that's all he can see. And all of the doubt and the anger at them not knowing what they're doing not having a solution it just boils over ron needs validation and i think it's interesting that he's the one who's got the most family yeah but almost that set him up to be that way in a way because that's what he's used to harry has never had a family and yeah the other two can get themselves through yeah hermione's although she it was horrible but she's got that safety net of knowing that her parents don't even remember her anymore so how could they be Mm. in danger and they went to australia or something in the books <laughs> yeah i i notice in this as well you never see hermione overcome by the necklace i just feel like she has mm. this inner strength that yeah. the boys don't have yeah she just is able to get through she yeah. keeps things together and she recognizes when it's time to take it off you yeah know, she tells the other ones to take it off give it to me yeah you've had enough get yeah, yeah. that's it take it off harry's gonna have to lead the quest yeah but hermione's got to manage it but he would be overcome without her yeah you do get that feeling that they've all in a way got a part to play which is why they work so yeah. well as a trio so yeah. that when ron leaves um, oh, they get God, really I was, sad I was so devastated. <laughs> well the way she's shouting him i was just so devastated yeah. for her really she she played that really well in that moment i really thought back to three 11 year olds deciding to go through the trap door and then looking yeah. at them now and i just thought oh my goodness they've gone through hell yeah and he's he has willingly left yeah and the thing is as well i think she when you hear her yell as he leaves because you hear him um, disapparate mm-hmm. it's you never think he's gonna do it because yeah. if he does he won't find them that's it yeah. If, if he goes, he goes. Like, And even Harry, you see this look on his face, like mm-hmm. he went, he left. Yeah. You never think he's going to go because they've had things before and they go through like little things, but that's it. The strain on them and they're, they're all broken, aren't they? They're, they don't have a clue what's going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a moment that you see when they leave, when they disapparate themselves mm. um, you, and Hermione just crumples because yeah. she knows now they've left, that's it. He can't follow them. He won't be able to find where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows that and she just she just crumples and I just, yeah. oh, my heart just goes out it to is, her. Yeah, it's a very There's good so moment. many little moments for them in, in this yeah. one, like when they go to Grimoire Place, they're playing the piano and you see them asleep and their hands are really close together, like they fell mm-hmm. asleep holding hands and there's, there's lots of things like pushing their relationship in this one. Yeah, this this whole film is a test for them, yeah. isn't it? It's a test of how they can cope. I think it's really well done. I think um, Emma Watson really nailed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. She's nailed, she's nailed it. all of them really fast. Well, she, yeah, she's um, the best one out of all of them, as far as I'm good. concerned. She's always nailed it. This is a good time to mention with Ron gone. There's a scene that was added into the film where oh, Harry right, gets yeah. up. Oh, that wasn't a good sound. <laughs> I think this is a fantastic addition. Yeah, I know you really like it. To the film. I think a lot of the people like this, dance. actually. Yeah, just for a moment. You know, she's sat with the radio, which is what Ron used to do. And Harry looks over and he goes, you know what? Yeah, we need step something. Up, we, you know, yeah. yeah. 
and he sort of just distracts her and, and it works mm. for the audience as well. I think for a moment you find yourself just sort of weirdly grinning at this when you oh, haven't done that you so You might far. have done. <laughs> right, I think so it's a brilliant moment. My relationship with this scene, the first time I saw it, I was horrified. I can't handle cheesy at all. I just can't. I usually skip cheesy. Anything cheesy in a movie, I just fast forward. As if there hasn't been a lot of cheesy moments in Harry Potter so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprised you even is, agreed to do this. <laughs> this is like to the extreme. I just found it really hard to watch. The first time I saw it, I, I, I really did. I was horrified. I was like, what the hell is this? Why would you do this? Oh, I, um, I have to admit, um, I've always found it really difficult to watch, but it's becoming more bearable yes. as I get older. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, I do, I think, more about the acting in mm. the scene yeah. rather than just the scene itself. And it is very clever. It really does create a moment. You see that bond. Mm-hmm. It really is there. Yeah. For me, it's another moment like in uh, The Half-Blood Prince where there's moments where they let the actors just not be. improvise, but yeah, just to sort of be and they'll show yeah. them, you know, More character and development. And stuff like that. And although this yeah. was obviously a very planned scene, it serves yeah. a similar purpose in that you just watch It's them. huge character development. We never get that in yeah. the films, but like there's no time for character development in most of the <laughs> films because there's so much going on. There's yeah. so much plot. You never get time for character development. It's kind of slipped yeah. in here and there. And, and if anything, this is what the film's about, this one. Yeah. People say there's not a lot happening, but it's about the characters, this one. What I think so sad as well is... They are so like brother and sister, mm. but Ron doesn't see it that way. He sees it as this romantic thing. You kind right. of can't see it the way it really is. Yeah. That's what's so upsetting. And the, there's a bit in the book, and I feel like they should have done it, when Ron does come back mm-hmm. um, and he destroys the Horcrux. In yep. the book, there's a moment afterwards, Harry says, it's never been like that. I yeah. thought you knew. I felt like that line should have been there. Yeah, just to sort of clarify. It mended things for them because Ron had started to see Harry's arrival. Yeah. And he never was. It never existed. It was all in his head. (laughs) Yeah. that Destroying the locket sequence is really interesting for that. Mm. um, It does show him some quite horrible things. I have to say, when Ron does come back and they go back to Hermione, this is the one time I will allow the use of the word Ronald Weasley. Oh, okay. Because yeah, it's she, so throws leaves at him. she throws you leaves at him. She throws leaves at him. Yeah, completely. totally does. But oh, so <laughs> leaves yeah, in face. It's, it's very much deserved that full name use there. Yeah, uh, it's because uh, he's been a prick. You have so, Mary's permission. It's the one time that I don't mind her saying Ronald instead Fair of enough. Ron. Fair have enough. to mention it in there. It is, yeah, it's a very good moment. And from there as well, I love that um, there's there is a real change in Ron again. He's Mm. he's kind of split into three parts. You've got before he gets hurt and then obviously after that. But when he comes back, there's there's two things. Yeah, there's really, everything is like, oh, it's all, yes, I totally agree. Should we vote? And I love that look she gives him like, what the fuck? She knows are you exactly doing? what he's <laughs> like, trying yeah, to do. Yeah, what I know what you're doing, um, but also as well, he he's more active in his decisions. Yeah. In in like yeah, we're going to do this. This is how we do this, and you see that a lot more in yeah. um, 
part two as well. And he wasn't really on board before yeah. this, was he? He was just going along because it's, well, even they've always done it. In all of the other films as well, it's always more, I mean, Hermione knows the more magic, so she does things, and Harry's very, you know, he's mm-hmm. the hero, proactive. Yeah. And Ron just kind of goes along with, with things. But in, in I think from that moment, when he comes back, it's like he's really invested himself into it. Yeah. He wants to be there. He knows he's made a mistake, and he becomes more active yeah it's always been interesting like what what was his role because harry was like the chosen one and hermione was the knowledgeable one and ron was always just kind of comic relief (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah. but i think he does sort of almost become he completes the circle doesn't he 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 fills in everything else it is hermione's idea to go to see xenophilius Lovegood, Mm. but it's ron that gets them there i think it's like yeah we're going this is what we're going to make this decision we'll go in there he's such a strange character very well cast i think but really yeah very very strange really not in a good place when we find no this time around he's kind of um i mean he makes some questionable decisions (laughs) he does yeah but um, that tea for a start whatever it was (laughs) other than the horcruxes i mean it's in the title the other side of the story here really Mm -hmm. is the deathly hallows and the yeah the accidental discovery of what these are and why they're important obviously starts with the will and what Dumbledore has left them with and mm-hmm. some kind of clues and a recurring symbol, this yeah. triangle with the circle and the and the line down the middle. And we see that quite a few times at the, um, the gravestone at Godric's Hollow, yeah. uh, the necklace that Xenophilius is wearing at the wedding, mm-hmm. uh, the book, it's drawn in the book that uh, Hermione was left. Yeah, so she's, uh, obviously she's left a book. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it makes yeah. perfect sense. But it's never just a book. Another thing that that they did in Death Hours Part One that was kind of a little bit out mm-hmm. there, and that's the animated tale of the Three Brothers sequence, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah, brilliant. And again, it's just so they were bringing not Potter, stuff but to the film. Brilliant. Yeah, and this is why cinematically it's it's the best one. I think it works well, um, but it's such a beautiful animation mm. and the and the narration with it as well. It just mm, she and you, does and it you so don't well. feel like you've been taken out of the film at all. You know, it's seamless, and when you come back in again, no, not at all. It is magical. And then we yeah, we end up getting captured. Yeah. I do think the scene in Malfoy Manor is um, mm. very good. Yeah. Again, Emma Watson, her screaming yeah. when she's getting tortured. <laughs> oh, yeah, another it, highlight like, of the film. It grates on my bones that <laughs> yeah. she is acting her heart out mm. there. And I totally believe it. Yeah. Totally. Up until this point, I mean, we've only had her since the fifth film, but Bellatrix played by Helena Bonham Carter, I think was mm. almost a bit silly. I remember her being better the first times I watched the film. She is a caricature, that's the yeah, word I'm looking yeah. for. She is a caricature of all of these bad things, you know, mm-hmm. um, a villain, a villainess. Yeah. Um, and she's more grounded as an actual real person mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah. She sort of went from being kind of non-threatening to being actually very very yeah. dangerous and willing to torture people and mm, i can't believe she scrawled mudblood on her arm oh mm. god just horrendous it's a, yeah and we get dobby back i know you're not huge on dobby but this no, is like dobby's dobby now. moment dobby in chamber of secrets is just annoying in this one he's actually all <laughs> yeah. right this is dobby's time to shine and yeah. it is fabulous yeah. um like i f- i almost forget that he's 
fighting his old masters in his old house that he yeah. used to serve. So. But this, like, Bellatrix the Strange as well, again, in a little bit like Umbridge, is like her entitlement as a pureblood is... How, how, mm. how are you elf? How are you even daring to to come against us? Yeah. And... Dobby, oh, I just love that. I love the fact that they just look up and he's like just squeaking the, screen, the, yeah. <laughs> the chandelier. He's just unscrewing it. And I have to say, because it just fits so well, um, he has my favourite line in the movie. Oh, yeah. I, I've only written one on this one. Usually there's there's more than one, but I, I don't think there's that many great lines in this one. We've always written comedy lines and I don't think there's many comedy lines in this one. It was either his really inspirational line, which obviously is amazing, yeah. but it is the um, it is the comedy line I've gone for because it just really makes me laugh. Dobby never meant to kill, only me more seriously injured. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's brilliant. Uh... Really well done. And oh, it, um, it's a weird way to almost end the film because obviously we know he he helps him escape but mm-hmm. um he dies unfortunately and oh i mean she really just didn't hold back she killed dobby i mean she got quite a few in this yeah <laughs> it was definitely more emotional than i remember but i think because we've watched the films in quick succession i think um but it's that feeling of especially on harry's face the um it's this rising death toll of innocent lives mm. not for him but he thinks of, it's for him, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way he views it is it's for him, and, and if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't happen. Yeah, and Dobby's maybe the most like innocent of them all, although oh. he was a bit of a shit in Chamber of Secrets. Oh, I know, but the la- his last words are Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, it's just... I mean, because he adores him, yeah. and it, I, I just think it's so sad, and... It's a strange place to end the film. Like there were two openings, there's two endings. So you mm. get the burying of, of Dobby and, and that's kind of the first ending. And then mm-hmm. you get Voldemort um, yeah. and him Claiming the, going the to wand. Um, the grave of Dumbledore and taking the wand. Yeah. Um, which I've always found a little bit weird because it's been a year pretty much. I mean, it's yeah, supposed probably. to be the majority of a year. Yeah. And Dumbledore's like, still juicy <laughs> he's not like decomposing or skeletal he's nothing he's just absolutely fine. i know he must be it yeah. must be magic yeah i will just take it as that i always found it really odd that he just opened mm. up and said, oh also it's still very disturbing that voldemort kind of just like the way he leans right into him and yeah and takes it but yeah i i love the cliffhanger dumbledore's wand was the elder wand Voldemort's got it. Mm-hmm. Dobby's died. We've had a, a death toll already. Yep. Um, what the hell are they going to do if he's got the most powerful one? It's like it ends very much on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but with no hope. You're like, well, what yeah. the hell are they going to do now? <laughs> you really don't stand a chance. Let's talk about what your favourite moment in the movie was. Yeah, um... I think the torture scene was done very well. I mm. love the opening montage. I love the seven Harrys. I love the tale of the three brothers. There's there's one scene, it's not my favourite, but there's a bit where um, Hermione's giving Harry a haircut and she goes, <laughs> oh my God. And he goes, what? <laughs> He's like touching the back of his head. Of his head. <laughs> oh, that was quite good. Um, but no, I'm, I'm going to have to go with, the I think, the tent dance purely because it was an addition to the film. It wasn't even like adapted from the book. They decided to put that in and just how well I think it works. Yeah. I'm going for 
the tent dance scene. I found this very difficult because I thought all of the film was done very well. I mm. found it really hard to pick out a moment that I thought was like a favourite moment. I suppose I would have to go for the moment when Ron comes back. Um, yeah. I think as an actor, he really was given a moment to like shine there. Yeah. Um, and when he explains how the Illuminator <laughs> kind of... Cheesy moment. That ball of light goes into it. I just thought it was lovely and it was it was really well done. Yeah. Don't think it completely worked on Hermione, but I, I, I liked it. Um and <laughs> also Dobby down. saving the day, I thought that bit was yeah. um was really good as well. Good. Um so was your favourite quote the Dobby? It was, yeah. Never meant to kill, only maim or seriously injure. <laughs> um the only other ones I really wrote down were uh, there's some during the Polyjuice potion, and he says it tastes like goblin piss. And Fred and George <laughs> saying, "Wow, we're identical." I think that's quite quite funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit where they have to flush themselves into the ministry, and you just see Ron as rich catamol's eyes over the thing, going, "It's bloody disgusting." <laughs> but no, the, the, in fact, no, it's similar to that. It's similar to that, it's Ron as it's Ron as Reg, going, oh, "What am I going to do? My wife's all alone downstairs." <laughs> and <they're> going, <laughs> don't have a wife don't have a wife he goes oh right yeah <laughs> I just like the idea that he's he's so into the character of yeah who he's become so who's your standout character for this one it'd be so easy to write Hermione for all of them so I'm not doing that <laughs> um, I think Dobby was good I thought Bellatrix was better um I thought Scrimger was great but I've not given one to Harry yet and based on the seven Harry scene and the scene at the gravestone of his parents and mm-hmm. a lot of other scenes in the film i'm gonna go i'm gonna give this one to harry i think he i think That's daniel radcliffe fair. deserved yeah this it's one. fair yeah definitely yeah. um well look, going against what you've just said i am going with hermione <laughs> um because i think like i said er- earlier um i just think she keeps everything together yeah um i mean oh god without her bag bloody hell without her bag, <laughs> for a start her just, bag the bag, keeps everything together. just the fact that she's she's so organized without that bag they'd be stuffed detectable extension charm but she i i really do i think she she has this inner strength and she is not brought to her knees like the two boys are and she's yeah. able to keep them going um because we lose Rupert Grint for a portion of the film. She's mm-hmm. given more space. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and I obviously just love Hermione. So, yeah. um, as we've already learned. Mm-hmm. I think we're pretty much on the same page on that film, really. Yeah. Surprising. Now it's all going to go wrong because we're very much going to be off kilter, I think, with this one. <laughs> we are not going to end on the same page, I don't think. When have any of our plans ever actually worked? We plan, we get there, all hell breaks loose. I don't know if I don't enjoy part two so much because part one is so well constructed and every choice felt very thought through and deliberate. There is a pattern with you, though, isn't there? Like you've just no, mentioned, you do really. like part ones. I like part you, ones you all, more than ending. And, and part twos don't always work very well for you. But it's got nothing to do with the, the fact that it's the end or an ending or the end of a story. It's literally just cinematically speaking. I think Deathly Hallows part two, it felt like they were rushing to get to the end. There were decisions that I all the way through just think, I wish they'd done that better. I wish they'd done that better. I wish they'd done that better. But I remember at some point you mentioning and it, we're going back a while, oh, that yeah. you felt it was very much fan-serviced. 
yeah. that there were moments there that you didn't think needed to be there, yeah. but they were obviously there for the fans. Maybe not so much they put stuff in, but the way they delivered certain yeah, things was just meant to make people things. cheer and go, ooh, yeah, ooh flashing lights, yay. Very much fan servicing. I watched them back to back. I literally finished one and put the next one on, and immediately I started going, that's not done very well. That scripting's weird. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. and I'm very objective about things. The fact that I then suddenly started writing, that was weird. Why did they say that? I felt a very yeah. big shift and a dip mm-hmm. in quality. Like it it was suddenly rushed and it, it not as much thought had gone into it. And it is it is more rushed. The pace has to change here, I think, because mm. there's so much to get in. But it was a half an hour shorter than part one. I don't get it. The first half an hour um, there's, there's quite a lot of stuff in there but then we are literally from half an hour in the rest is the battle of hogwarts yeah but that's the better bit i will say that it does get better yeah, once, once they're they at get hogwarts. to hogwarts yeah i have to admit the first half an hour there's very little that i enjoy well let's let's get in there so yeah. immediately the score it's a good introduction I like you that can bit. tell it is i mean this score has gone up a notch it's haunting mm. um you can't help but notice the score I yeah. think in this one, it's so, so noticeable for its quality. Mm. It's interesting that they brought in a brand new theme just for the end. Yeah. You knew that that must have had some significance. I do like the opening shot we get. You know, we've not seen Hogwarts for a whole film mm-hmm. and it's a very bleak, very bleak glimpse. And you've got the Dementors and the marching kids just, and Snape. I just wondered, where the hell have they been? I don't know. The marching from the bridge. Where have they been? <laughs> Um, and then we very quickly rush into um, a very quick explanation going through like the wand and finding out where they need yeah. to be and what they need to do next. I have big issues here. Um, with Ollivander, this whole idea of winning wands has come so left field. By his logic, everybody's wands would be someone else's by this point because think of how many duels we've watched and the fights we've watched and how many Expelliarmuses yeah. we saw in the room required. No one would have the same wand anymore. So this doesn't really make I think sense it, to me. I, I get where you're coming from, but I think it's more when it's um, just disarming uh, in a general sense, mm. the ones are given back. But when we come to like something like when you um, actually what happens someone. to Dumbledore, yeah, and what happens mm. with Harry and Draco, um, that is a, there's a finality to it. And I feel like what oh, Ollivander's trying to say is ones are very aware. There's an awareness well, yeah. to them. It was just it was just very strange that he said he he reiterated that the wand chooses the wizard and then immediately said, unless you've won the wand, and then in which case it's yours. <laughs> so the wand I, do, I really think it's more like the ones have like like Harry says, the ones have feelings. They they yeah. are self-aware um and there are choices involved. Yeah. I just thought it was a very big game-changing concept to introduce right yeah. now. And yeah. Again, if that's in the if, that, if that's yeah. in the book, fine. But it just felt a bit like, oh, by the way, everything you've ever known about wands is now changed, and you get oh, right, okay. <laughs> and the whole film becomes about wands. Then, like, well, oh. it's a well, it is a huge factor, and it is the most important factor coming towards the end, which mm. we will go into later. Um, so we then have um, a huge um, Gringotts scene. We saw in part one that the um, the hair of yeah. um Bellatrix Lestrange um lands on Hermione. Yeah. I think Helena Bottom Carter is brilliant here. I think she's superb in the polyjuice scene. Again, the transformation, I think 
the attitude, the stance, everything. I mean, like we were just saying, Bellatrix is a caricature of this villain we, mm-hmm. and we know everything about her. And, and then all of a sudden Hermione is Bellatrix and everything about her changes, the stance and the <laughs> attitude of her and everything. It becomes something totally different. And that's all Helena Bonham Carter. I, mm-hmm. I, I think she's superb. Um, in that the one thing i don't like the voice which i don't think they should have done was keep emma watson's voice yeah, they should they, have let done it all the Helena way through, Carter do it because she could have pulled it off yeah. she could have done it and she could have done it really well and i don't think they needed emma watson to do that or even they could have gotten emma watson to do more of a bellatrix impersonation yeah she, it's like she didn't put any effort in hermione <laughs> she didn't get it I literally haven't got anything written down after that for like a good until oh, we get right. to Hogwarts actually, which I think says something. Um, like you say, th- there is a dip in quality. I don't mm. think the Gringotts um I really scene don't like it. is as good as the rest. Yeah. Um, it's extremely relevant and needed, obviously, to get the next Horcrux. Mm. Um, and the dragon gets them away. I like the dragon bit. I like the dragon yeah. escape. I like the the um, special effects they use there. It's this emaciated dragon. Yeah, you know, it's it's this broken, injured dragon. Mm. I think that was very very well done. Yeah, the visual effects are really good. I think it was jarring that like a couple of shots earlier we were inside the vault and the the sort of Gemino curse thing to me didn't look particularly very real. I just thought it looked a bit cartoonish and wasn't really reacting with Harry's body as he was moving it just looked like it was a little bit cheap the moment for me that didn't work for it um which and it, again it's just the, the details that have missed out of the book but you do see them putting on the Dittany later <laughs> is this oh, the, the, the Gemini curse they're supposed to burn it's supposed right. to burn them when uh, when when they're touched by stuff that's why it's more dangerous as well and that's why they would be killed in the vault because it would yeah, they would be smothered and burned. I noticed them putting stuff on their hands. Yeah, but I didn't join and you're the like, dots of why, why they were are they doing, doing it. that? Yeah, because they never tell you. When you've just had part one giving so much detail and everything's really logically laid out, mm-hmm. this one so far mm-hmm. shows. There's a bit actually on the fact there's already been two weird choices of words in the script. So the first one was yeah. when they're talking with Grip Hook about the sword of Gryffindor's missing from Bellatrix's vault. Hermione mm. says, "Who's the acquaintance?" And there's been absolutely no mention of any other person apart from Bellatrix at this point. So, like, what, what are you on about? What do you mean, who's the acquaintance? And then there's a bit in the on the cart going down to the vault where mm-hmm. Harry sees a, a, a random waterfall beneath him and he goes, what is that, Grip Hook? That's a waterfall, Harry. Um, <laughs> you know, with no knowledge that they're about to just go under it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, just very strange choices. And then the, the whole Imperious Curse, I'm sure that wasn't how the Imperious Curse worked in other films i'll mention a few more as we go but in fact it's about to carry on because we get into hogsmeade and aberforth dumbledore mm-hmm. another scene i just thought thrown just, in there yeah, yeah because obviously he needs to be there for <laughs> yeah. them getting in at least actually in this scene at least we get a bit of an explanation about what this shard of glass is that harry's been holding it was my only yeah. gripe from part one is that they didn't explain where he'd got it from now it was something that was left to harry now harry had a mirror Mm -hmm. and Sirius had the other half Mm -hmm. now it was really weird because in the book as well she didn't make anything of it so why the fuck was he using fires and stuff when they could have just used this mirror (laughs) I don't know obviously can't maybe they can't talk to each other through it but I mean if he asked for help and Dobby came they obviously were able to communicate in some way but in the book she never makes anything of it really it's never used by Sirius and Harry 
just that he has it. (laughs) But what's really bad is that in this scene, although we're getting an explanation of it, it almost made it worse because the explanation wasn't very good either. And I kind of thought, you know what? I preferred it when it was not explained, yeah, which is pretty if it, bad. Maybe if they'd have given us the backing earlier on, like yeah. we should have had, it would have fit. Mm. But again, because it's just kind of thrown on you. Yeah, and the other thing is um, Dumbledore's backstory here as well. Again, it's almost like they're making an effort to give you something, but eventually they just give you absolutely nothing. Dumbledore sacrificed. Hermione says she was your, she, she was your yeah, sister, the sister, and then he says he sacrificed many things and then leaves the room, and it's like, well... Are you saying that he literally ritually sacrificed his sister? Yeah, okay, let's move on. Yeah, it doesn't explain what <laughs> happened or, you know, we're left a little bit shallow, I would say. Yeah. The problem with this film is it leaves things shallow. And yeah. like a lot of the other films, there's so much more depth because of detail and we mm-hmm. don't get we the detail because there's no time. Yeah. At, at this moment in time, obviously, this is the 30-minute mark and I will say things do get better from here. Mm-hmm. Can you see yes. why I wasn't really enjoying this? Yes, I can see it takes a while to get going that first half an hour you're waiting to get to hogwarts so the rest of it's just filler but it's bad filler i just think it's not (laughs) i just don't think it's great at all i don't think anything was done in a way that i said i love how they did that nothing (laughs) like nothing so far blew me away and i kind of hate that so let's push on Yes, arrival back at Hogwarts. To get to Hogwarts via painting. All of that. I, I again don't like how they've done the room of crime and all nope. the kids in there and stuff because <laughs> they're supposed to be hiding, not yeah. going out. And then and they do a lot of cheering, cheering and clapping with Happy Harry Potter music. And I'm just like, stop ruining the darkness that they've just yeah. spent so, so long setting the up. The thing I have mentioned, what I do like, is I love the um, Harry's Great Hall revelation. Yes, and um, yeah. McGonagall. Oh, McGonagall from this oh, moment, yeah, McGonagall is just oh, amazing. Yeah. So she pushes him out of the way, and this is where another—it's another moment. I'm watching Snape. We should mm-hmm. have known from from there. Really, he makes no move against her whatsoever. No, he only he just blocks. Deflects, yeah, yeah, he won't hurt her. Yeah, and I think we should have should have got it something from there if you hadn't seen anything you should have seen that there was yeah. there was something it's a shame like we said last time that we'd already read the book by this yeah. point yeah. um but yeah even if you hadn't even from that opening shot of him looking down at you know this horrible bleak hogwarts you know there's something behind his eyes and that there will be some kind of revelation yeah yeah but, yeah, um, but i scene. love mcgonagall i think and and when she's you know it's good to see you potter and yeah I just she really um gets some great moments yeah she's not strict anymore is she she's no. like harry you do what you have to do yeah she disappears a little bit after the preparing for the battle i would have liked to have seen her fighting because yeah, she, be she's great. a formidable witch. <laughs> um, in any other context, that would be an insult. <laughs> but in a, in a great, she could she could do some real damage. And you see what she does to protect the the yeah, castle. So the statues, but she great. She could have done. I would have liked to see her fighting, actually doing something. Because yeah, I mean, you, they even give Arbeforth a moment really, and you don't get to see her in yeah. flight you just see her going run back into the castle into like, that's it <laughs> is that the last time we actually see her we see, obviously we see her later on obviously when things uh, when they all amass together and 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 things but it's nothing in terms of the fight itself yeah. and any of the montages i don't i didn't yeah, picture sure. her in that at all and i would have liked to see that yeah. um i like how she lets seamus and neville blow up the bridge yes boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
a particular proclivity for pyrotechnics. <laughs> yeah, she has some great lines in this. Yeah, she really it's, it's does. Exactly what we needed from her. Yeah, absolutely. We've and she, so long. she just does it Owned to it. perfection. Yeah. Maggie Smith is fabulous. Um, now, the next moment that really struck me mm-hmm. um, was when you first see the Death Eaters like a master above Hogwarts. Yeah. So it's just this feeling of um, immenseness. Yeah. It's like what this is what we've been waiting a decade for. Yeah. The, the battle of Hogwarts. And I love the preparing the castle. Mm-hmm. And I, I love McGonagall. I've always wanted to do that spell. No, yeah. And all so of that. Though my one moment with that, I love McGonagall in it, but what's Molly Weasley doing? Like her reaction to mm-hmm. that is just nothing. She just looks so serious and just she doesn't react. The Chamber of Secrets bit arrives next. First time that you see... Ron and Hermione get it on. Oh, right. Yes, of course. It's very, I suppose it's important. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm a little Ooh. bit disappointed. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I love it as a, a moment because it, mm. it needed to be there. We've waited for it. But is just, it a bit throwaway moment? Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit throwaway. And why the hell is Ron's face, head covering it? Why can't we see the kiss? Mm. Don't like that. I wanted yeah. to actually see it. All you can see is the back of Ron's dripping head, really. <laughs> Not an image I was expecting to have. Yeah, so <laughs> I, yeah. so yeah. I was slightly disappointed with the positioning. <laughs> mm. I like that they kept in the little laugh at the end because I yes, think there was a bit of nice. obviously there was a bit of a behind the scenes nudge, nudge, yeah, wink, wink there that. that they didn't enjoy doing it because they were kind of nervous. The next thing is the whole. Um, and I've got to say, the process of finding Horcruxes all of a sudden was the easiest quest in the history of anything. Um, uh, going to see the Grey Lady and then the Room of Requirement to get the diadem, which Luna instantly identified as a Horcrux. Well, it's again, it's details in the book that help you link these things. So in the book, you, you, you know that they're, they're significant items that Tom Riddle would, he wouldn't just make it out of anything. It mm. would have to be something that was of magical relevance, yeah. that was special. That They don't explain that yeah. in the film. They jump off the dragon and Harry has a vision in the water of literally Ravenclaw. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, really? Is it getting <laughs> that easy now? And then the second you get, he's like, oh, possibly something to do with Ravenclaw. And she goes, what about the diadem? Yeah, that'll be it. And then they go and get it. I just and then he finds it in a box instantly in the room requirement. So, so like, wow. this again, again, um in the book, he's already seen it. So when he hides the half blood prince book, he places it somewhere and he puts a wig and a tiara on the bust of a, right, of a yeah, man. Sense, yeah. And that's how he remembers where the book was. But not mentioned in the film. And it's the diadem that he put on the bust. So yeah. he's seen it already, but obviously there's no mention of that. In the, yeah, in the film, they do it by his feeling the Horcrux, you know. Mm. So, which I suppose works for what they've done before, but... Yeah, disappointing yeah. though. Too easy. Yeah. Draco's moment sort of comes here. Don't know how he got into mm-hmm. the castle, but he did. Um, <laughs> literally yeah. just turns up inside. Mm-hmm, um, he does. And this sort of fire thing with Goyle and... Zabini. Fiend fire. <laughs> I think it's it's interesting to see this scene because Draco is not an inherently evil person, I don't no. think. I think he's all talk, yeah. always has been. And does what he's told. Or... Goyle is evil. 
Yeah, he, he's the he one is on the actually just him. bad. He's just like kill him, just do it. Yeah. You know, he's he's got no um, filter. He literally he doesn't have to stop and think about it. He would no. just do it. Yeah, that's completely. And then he falls to his death. Yeah, and burns yeah. alive. Um, um, but I think it's it's interesting to note that yeah. comparison between the two. You get that there. Yeah, I think I think Harry going back to save Draco as well is a massive moment. Massive Probably moment. maybe more could have been made of it, but. Um, yeah, I think he did it because he didn't say. Yeah, he didn't give him up at the manor. And and he does ask him why, like, but why would you do that? Why why wouldn't he give him up? Yeah, you know, he's hated him mm-hmm. all his all, all the time they've been together. But but it's because he is not a he's not an inherently bad person. He's not yeah. an evil person. And Harry's seen him, you know, fail to kill Dumbledore, fail to identify him. I think he kind of gets it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, I, I that's like a that bit. Human moment, yeah. Yeah, but then back out the side, fighting, fighting, fighting. Not as much fighting as I think I would have hoped for from the battle. There's the battle montage, isn't there? Which I I yeah, do find very bit. affecting. Yeah, I think mostly because of the music. I don't think yeah, the actual. Yeah, it is the music, but it's really. also um, the um, what's her name? Lavender's dead. Lavender, that's it. Yeah, yeah. getting her face um, mauled. Yeah, I just think that's it's very sad. It's just, it's just, it's just bittersweet, isn't it? And I think the music, but not just, it's not just the fighting. It's the destruction. It's everything you've known. Like mm. when it first starts, you see the um, the Quidditch pitch yeah. like being burnt, On and fight, yeah. and all of the castles being destroyed. It's like it's this structure, this immovable structure that we that we've known since the beginning mm-hmm. that just seems so it seems like it'll be there forever yeah and it is literally being torn apart yeah and it was its own character wasn't it yeah i think that with the music is the moment it's not necessarily seeing people fight it's the pure destruction of everything yeah. is what makes it so moving yeah it's sort of within this stage of the battle that a lot of the main character deaths happen off screen that we don't see and we have no idea about them lavender we kind of see for two seconds you see the lavender bit in the book you don't see remus and tonks that's reveals when when they go into the hall in the book as well as the film you get one shot of them dead on the floor and then no one ever mentions them (sighs) this is my biggest gripe with the film my yeah. biggest thing, the deaths are just brushed over it. It's like mm. a matter of seconds. You, you get no chance to feel them. There's like, poof, moved on. Yep. <laughs> like, that is my that is my biggest issue. And my biggest memory of reading the last book is mm. Fred Weasley's death. Right. It had such an impact. I had never to date cried so badly at a book i lit because i wasn't expecting it for a start and it was it was almost it was in almost a comedy moment percy was was with them and then it just happened and he just died and and percy was devastated um Mm. and crying over him and i just i was absolutely sobbing um i I literally i had to close the book i was i couldn't (laughs) read i was just crying so badly and they took that away in the yeah. film from me and I, like, it was such a big moment and it, obviously it's a really personal moment for me it wouldn't have i mean most people probably didn't have that kind of reaction to it or it might have been a much smaller moment to them but for me because it's such a big memory of reading the books i felt robbed yeah. do you know what i mean because he was just oh he's there on the floor and yeah. ron goes over and he's a bit upset and that's it and you done and i was like it. are you kidding yeah. me all the things that part one did well the detail the development the depth and the pace none of that existed in part two just none of it 
It just felt like not not a lot of effort when it. It just sounds awful because probably a lot did, but by comparison yeah, with all of the other films, they didn't have the time. They didn't. It felt they just, yeah. They were it doing felt like they were going. You know what? We need to get to the end. I yeah. read in one of the Empire specials on Harry Potter that David Yates said that when he came in on number five, everything was really planned and storyboarded. He said, "Oh, when we got to part two of Deathly Hallows, we felt that we didn't need to do that. It was much more fluid, and we didn't really have to storyboard it as well and stuff like that." And I'm like, "I wish you did." <laughs> I. Oh God, I wish he had, because disappointed, I think, is the word. When you look back, there's moments you think you, you yeah. could have done that better. Like moment after moment. You know, Half Blood Prince, we said it was full of great moments, but the overall didn't work. Yeah. Death of Hallows Part 2, it's almost like the overall worked, but the moments just weren't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I d- yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. The only reason it worked is because it literally was the, the ending, ending of the story. Because it's the ending and it's big and it's huge. And, but not yeah. because of anything that happened in it. Yeah, I would, to a point, I would... I would agree with you there, actually. Mm. Yeah, there are moments in it that are disappointing to me that I wish were better. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the one bit that does it does work for me, and I do feel they put the time in, is Snape, obviously. Yeah. And they were always going to because it was such a huge yeah. thing. It's actually really the only moment, I think, really in the film that actually has any gravity to it at all. Because I think they put so much into it. I really yeah. do think that they they probably agonised to get that right. At Snape's death, we don't know the impact of it. We just think, oh, God, there's Snape. Another, <laughs> you know, one from the very beginning gone. Yeah. You know, you don't really exactly feel the impact of it and mm. um, but i have to admit of the older i get the watching that scene the more emotional i feel yeah um, i feel so one. much more for him now as an adult like what he did from from like the day lily died was mm-hmm. extraordinary yeah his whole life was built around this act yeah double agent and i just think that because we know that now going in watching that death scene is really really moving it was quite violent the actual death as well you know i mean voldemort slit his throat but then nagini really has at him and he's banging against the window yeah oh it's yeah actually got me thinking you know what if nagini was the one who actually killed him in the end and the one belonged to nagini (laughs) i thought that'd be hilarious (laughs) but this is the thing though this is the thing it just goes to show voldemort has no care for anything anyone doesn't matter oh you've been a loyal Servant. No, no mm. he doesn't care. Weird that he didn't kill Lucius in a way. Yeah, he, he just, there's no feeling in him at all. He just doesn't see things the way other people see things. No, He's true. completely void of emotion, and mm-hmm. apart from rage and fear, which yeah. is what is what drives him. Yeah. Um, so from from there, we, we jump to the pensive scene. Yeah. Which it's quite a long montage, actually. It is, it is. I find it so moving. Um, I think Alan Rickman was absolutely stunning. Mm. Like you said, the gravity of the scene. Mm-hmm. He's known what was coming for years, so he'll have known how big this was and how yeah. he had to pull it off. And up until this point, he's never had to show any real emotion. No, really. nothing, In a good way, you know, more. he's not had to. He's had to be very still. And... Yes, he's very dry, isn't he? Still, yeah. He, he, And the way that he delivers all his lines as yeah. well, he just, it's very slow and... So, so when you see him sort of cradling Lily's yeah. body like in front and of crumble. baby Harry, oh. um, not only is it a massive revelation that he was there that night, it, it rewrites what you think you've known about that moment. Oh well, this is what this is what I've written. This is such a character revelation. I think back mm-hmm. to reading that for the first time. Mm-hmm. It is 
absolute storytelling genius. Yeah. All of this time, we have been completely deceived. Yeah. We've been so wrong. We've been led <sighs> the entire time to think about this character, mm. and it's wiped away. And this whole new storyline is created for this character, and it's immense. I just think it's genius. It was the first time I remember people talking about a book twist. Yeah. Ever. It wasn't even it wasn't just big, it was huge. Because we've known him as a character all the way through. This isn't just like a revelation of someone who's in the background. He, he we know him. We think yeah. we know him all the way yeah. through for seven books and for them to just take mm. that away from you. I'd even say it's one of the best literary twists. Yeah, I've come absolutely. across anyway. I don't read much for <laughs> because he they, it forces you. You've hated this man. Yeah, and it forces you to feel for him. Yeah, to to, to change everything you felt about him. Yeah, and the very start of Harry's story, which is essentially parents being murdered, mm. didn't happen how we thought it. No, well, it did, it, but it didn't happen exactly as we inc thought. It's in just incredible. That yeah. I, I think she is an absolute genius, um, and I think that is brilliantly edited, uh, brilliantly acted. I think the scenes between Dumbledore and Snape in the pensive i think they're really well done as yeah. well um, and and it explains everything you know like he killed him for a reason he was asked to do it and it makes so much more mm -hmm. sense of everything yeah. and it's I just actually wrote really the, done. the um the montage serves so many different purposes so there's yeah. not just um explaining snape and lily it then explains Dumbledore's hand, it explains mm. Snape and Dumbledore, Snape and Voldemort, Snape and Harry. And yeah, then yeah. the reason for Harry's connection with Voldemort is explained. The explanation of the Doe Patronus, um, the realisation of what Harry needs to do next. I mean, I already counted seven on my fingers. Like Draco's yeah. mission and his involvement in that. The assassination of Dumbledore, um, the night of Harry's murder, that's ten things so far. Mm -hmm. All bundled into this, I don't know how long it is, maybe like five minutes montage or it's something? a huge revelation and yeah. it, i do think they they really did perfect it i think alan rickman absolutely nailed it i just cried the whole way through <laughs> i think from the pensive up until especially him just coming back down the stairs to ron and hermione yeah we you know it's like the green mile isn't it walking to his death and he says hermione knew as well yeah i think you've known yeah hermione's bit where she says i'll go with you i think is oh brilliant but not so much ron who doesn't yeah, say ron anything just says nothing there's nothing at all uh, though to be fair he's just lost his brother he's probably a bit shell-shocked mm. you know probably not feeling the greatest but again i thought that could have been a little bit i know there's no hug or nothing it's not just like, i'm gonna word. go i'm gonna go die as far yeah. as they're concerned he is actually gonna die he's yeah, not gonna come yeah. back there's no hug no bye no nothing yeah. <laughs> he just walks away <laughs> And then, obviously, the snitch opens because it knows he's going to die, and then he gets the resurrection stone. This is a stone. really moving scene. I think that's lovely. <laughs> I, I wrote down something quite funny. <laughs> I thought Lupin's only been dead a couple of minutes. You'd think he would still be a bit like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, okay, oh. so you've just walked me right into my moment. Yeah. So I went to see the midnight showing of the last movie. Mm -hmm. um, the minute it came out, I was going. So <laughs> exactly, I, I went so. to see it. It was packed every seat in the cinema was full i've never seen anything like it yeah um i've never been to a screening so full in my life <laughs> and you can hear a pin drop at yeah. this scene right and harry says lupin your son <laughs> bearing in mind completely silent and someone goes eh <laughs> <laughs> like in the whole cinema and i just thought yep exactly yeah. 
We were exactly. waiting for it. Yeah. It was, it, it was, I was just like, because you wouldn't have a freaking clue. Of course you don't know he's got a son because they never yeah. freaking told you. They never said. It just it summed it up perfectly. And it's yeah. my it's my one memory of going to see the film is that, is that yeah. guy going, eh? But isn't it funny, again, like with the, the the mirror shard, the actual explanation of it almost made it worse. Mm. If they just left that, it would have been fine. You probably would have just gone and forgotten about it, you know, and it wouldn't have mattered. But the fact that they brought it up again in such a strange way made you go, I kind of wish you hadn't told me. I, know, yeah, <laughs> I literally wish that you just hadn't said anything else and just left yeah. it as a mystery. I think, apart from that, um, I think it worked. I think all of the lines are lovely. I yeah. love Lily's line. Um, we never left. Yeah. I, that's oh, good. Just, I just again crying. I was just crying. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> the, the, I noticed this time around that Harry says, "Will you stay with me?" Sirius says until the end, and Lily yeah. says always. And it just there's a parallel between Snape and Lily both always. using the word always. Yeah. I never well, that, that has become that has become like the Harry Potter line, hasn't it? Always, yeah, you, you see it everywhere. You can get it written places, it's just <laughs> everywhere. Um, it's become this huge and rightly so as well because, like we say, it's this, That's a great this line. huge word. thing. Um, but I just, I it really that was the it was Lily's line. We never left. That's the one that really struck me. Mm-hmm. I just thought. Oh, yeah. Um, but they all did well apart from James like, I mean they'd given all of the other ones more to do and then yeah, I, so. <laughs> I was just like well that's his dad yeah you don't get a strong connection between no, it, no. it's always been you have your mother's eyes and you're a little yeah. shit like your dad <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> you yeah. never really get that sense of the strong bond realistically though I suppose um, his father figure was serious yeah, he had so. that relationship with Sirius because he never got a relationship with his dad. So yeah. there is more with Sirius there. I do think after that, yeah, um, there is a tiny slip in quality. I think from there, you've okay. had the pensive, you've had yeah. that scene. He goes to die. Yeah, all of that there, I'd consider the best part of the film. Yeah, from the battle, as soon as they get back to Hogwarts, up to there, I think fab. Yeah. I'm completely happy with, apart from, like we say, the moments that I feel like they underserved that mm-hmm. they could have done better. Yeah. But I really love what they did as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a little slip there. So he goes in, obviously, he stands in front of Voldemort. He allows himself to die. Yeah. That was what needed to happen. Yeah. Um, I do like the King's Cross scene. That That bit does work. I like it. I still think it's weird that she even wrote it, if I'm honest. I like it. I like the fact that he got he got the moment with Dumbledore he never got to have. Yeah, because he was, that was the only reason robbed there, of really. any goodbye with Dumbledore. In it. And I, I I like the scene. It's a very it's very wise. Lots of wisdom mm. in it. You know, just little I, questions. I, like I think like you know why doesn't he have his glasses on? Why is Voldemort under a bench? Yeah. I just, just weird. <laughs> I just want to know why. Why? Why? But it's I think it's meant to be very strange. It's the it's the unknown, isn't it? You know. There's, there aren't answers to everything. That's the, that's the thing of it. Now, another big moment for me, and it means more to me as an adult, I think, than it mm. ever did as a, a child, is Narcissa Malfoy. Oh, yeah. And I think yeah. it's very sad to see her now, obviously, because um, yeah. we've lost her oh, now McCrory, only a yeah. few months ago. Um, Helen McCrory, and, yeah. and she, oh, she was a fabulous actress. Yeah, she was. Lost her far too soon. Um, so it's very bittersweet to watch it knowing that she's only just passed. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very sad. But um, for me, it's such a huge, huge thing. And I think, again, like I said, I think it's seeing it as an adult rather than a child um, is her lie. 
It's just mm. more proof of something Voldemort just doesn't understand. She yeah. doesn't care for the outcome of this. She doesn't care one jot anymore mm-hmm. about sides. She just wants her son. Yeah. And it's love. It's all love. Mm-hmm. And she lies. She's willing to lie for it. Yeah. And I think it's a huge moment. There's nothing yeah. made of it. It's very subtle, but really when you actually look look at it, mm-hmm. it's just one more thing that, that goes against Voldemort. Yeah, and if that split-second decision she makes to lie actually saves the world, really. Yeah, and a absolutely. lot of little decisions in the film yeah. kind of do. I didn't really write any more notes apart from yeah. like to the end. Well, the last bit's all one sequence, isn't it? I think Neville's speech is good for his character, but just a bit cheesy. Neville has loads in this. He just comes out yeah. of the woodwork all of a sudden. Right, I will say, there's a bit where he bumps into Harry. You know, um, all the chaos in the castle. Yeah. And you get the same 14 kids running in different directions aimlessly. <laughs> yeah. And, Harry, and then Neville's like, have you seen Luna? I'm mad for her. I'm mad for her. <laughs> I don't think they've even, even I think that's spoken. A bit, bit weird. Yeah. yeah they. Again, um, why? Why put it in? They don't, they, they don't have a relationship in no. the book. So it's a bit weird, but yeah, I suppose you know something. But again, just uh, there was another piece of script, and I just thought, could you just not put it in? Do you know what I mean? Did it ha- of all the things they left out, they put that in? They've got that really awkward hug with Draco and Voldemort, which has become a meme. Yeah, <laughs> and the laugh. So awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's again, actually I just become thought, a thing. Of all the things you cut out, you left these in. Yeah, so like I say, quality slipped a little bit there. Yeah. Um, then we start fighting again. Molly and Bellatrix is probably in oh, it. Right, yeah, that was what I was just coming to. So, <laughs> in the book, yeah. oh, in the book, I just remember thinking, yes, yeah, come on. And I'm not saying that I don't think Julie Walters did a great job because I think she did. But I just don't know if it was delivered just right i don't know i'm I'm really pleased it happens and i'm glad they kept it in and 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 i think the you know they they did okay with it but i don't know it just doesn't feel right yeah she doesn't feel much like mrs weasley i finished that scene and i just feel like like i wanted something different however i couldn't tell you what that is i just don't think it quite works the way i wanted Again, to maybe over a bit too quickly done a bit too yeah. easily yeah it didn't really feel like much effort yeah, there's that it. one there's that one shot of bellatrix against Ginny, and then mrs weiss jumps in and yeah just, you know yeah and then Great you move line. on again you know <laughs> it was only Not really my there daughter, like, you bitch, you bitch. <laughs> yeah which had is fantastic had to be there um neville and nagini is another bit great i do love that Quite i think like it's that. yeah yeah Nice of the sword to turn up again. <laughs> I know, yeah. Twice. It disappears, it appears whenever it feels like it, doesn't it? It appears in the hat for Neville and it's just lay next to him just yeah. there when he's fell over. And- <laughs> I think, I think again, it's a great moment. It happened almost exactly as it needed to happen, mm-hmm. but just felt too easy. Again, Horcrux, gone. Again, I just feel like the quality slipped a little bit, like you've got Harry and Voldemort just there against each other and then he just kind of fades away into... Yeah, he's the last bit of battle, really, isn't it? I thought it's a good fight initially. I like how Voldemort almost starts slapping Harry around. I quite <laughs> like that. He's just he's lost all, like... He's just insane at this point. He's just slapping yeah, him. But Harry's gained something. He's He's got the upper hand. He knows yeah. more. Which again makes it quite an easy fight. So they do, they fly around for a bit and land in the courtyard. It's a bit weird. I find bit that odd. really weird. Yeah. There's lots of flying in this where people aren't really supposed to be able to fly. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to be able to fly on a broom. Yeah. 
in the courtyard again i just get the feeling that they throw two spells and that's it again i just thought it doesn't feel important anymore it feels throwaway i thought it was good acting though like the the moment mm. before that when when um harry sees the snake gone that look of triumph kind yeah. of look in his face that i thought that was really well done yeah. That's quite um, good. just a moment yeah. um but for me it's kind of it all just ends then doesn't it like yeah you got that weird hug with hagrid harry yeah after the, just after the battle, he says, and then he walks away no emotion from anybody the most emotion i saw was from filch who was sweeping up yeah and then and then you just like there's little little quiet moments isn't there between people yeah. that you're seeing and i mean that that moment with luna and neville then that's fine yeah just keep that in yeah, like um, and then they go outside onto the bridge and, and, and he snaps the wand. Now, my problem with that was, <laughs> like, in the book, he fixes his wand first. Oh. He kept his wand, didn't he? And right. he fixes his own because yeah. that's his special wand, you know. Mm. He's now left himself pretty much with <laughs> no wand, like Draco's wand, somebody mm. else's wand. Yeah. Um, whereas in the book, he fixes his own and then yeah. and then mm-hmm. destroys it, um, which yeah, I thought, well, yeah. Okay. It's really interesting that for a moment in time, Harry is the master of death. I think it's so interesting yeah. and, and such an understated moment than what he mm-hmm. chooses to Subtle. do. I mean, obviously, he drops the stone in the forest, he snaps the wand. Did yeah. he go and burn his cloak afterwards? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do so nobody know? El- but nobody else will be able to be master of death. But yeah. I think that's the thing about Harry is he never wanted any of it. He never wanted any no, power. No, he never right. wanted any fame. He never, want- he never wanted any of it. Could have anything. sold it all on eBay, though. <laughs> You know. <laughs> so so it makes perfect sense that it, yeah. it went to the right pe- person because um nobody should be master of anything and, and he understood that the last thing then is 19 years later i've got to say i hate the kids names i, I don't get that <laughs> i don't get the point I love of it. naming it's everybody so after people you used to know i don't get marrying everybody that you met at school <laughs> but it is what it is. I mean, they d- yeah, but they had these connections. I love the voice, though. I love that they deepened his voice a little bit. I don't think they needed to do it. I thought I thought the makeup was great, but the voice is... Well, his voice was weird. Nobody else's was. I liked it. I thought it really worked. It he sounded very, like Ron. It was a very subtle <laughs> way of, of ageing them because they didn't age them very much. They didn't do loads with them. No, not loads. Um, they could have done a lot more. Um, but they didn't. They kept it quite subtle. But yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say about the ending, really. I, I cried a lot in the cinema. I, my last, like, I didn't cry actually at the ending. I cried. I think I'd cried mm. myself out by that <laughs> You've point. You just dried out. <laughs> um, the last thing I've written is I just end feeling so satisfied and emotional yeah. with the the last shot, the the three leads, and mm. the original theme. Yeah, music. It's just magic. It, yeah, like, despite the last film having lots of issues and stuff. Yeah, it still felt like shot. the end of a of a yeah. of the era. story. Yeah, yeah. and I, that's why that's what made me quite upset that that can't possibly end. Like, how can it just end? <laughs> yeah, everything ends unfortunately. Yeah. You'll stay with me until the end. Now, go pick character <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, it's got to be Neville, right? Standout character. Oh, it's right. got to be Neville. I did not see as, a, that as a standout character, because that's what we've got written on our little okay. templates. Standout character. It's got to be Neville, hasn't it? I mean, I don't know. He really comes. He really comes to the fore. I think no. um, in this one, yeah, he, no, he he's really involved in the um, in protecting the castle. He's found his voice. Yeah, his confidence. 
this swagger that he didn't have before. Mm. And obviously, Harry, Ron and Hermione have been gone. And I, and it doesn't tell you much, but it does in the book that he's mm. kind of become a leader. He's held the fort, hasn't he? Yeah. And that's made him as a person. And, mm-hmm. and he has so much more to do. He's the one who kills the snake. He's the one who gets the sword out of the hat. And, you know, he is worthy. Yeah. At the end of the day. And yeah, so for me, it's got to be Neville. Yeah, he, he's got a good arc, really, from being the scaredy cat he was in number one. If it was standout actor, I think Alan Rickman would have taken it. But, and he yeah. still was a great character to have that revelation. But I chose him from the beginning because I knew. But no, yeah. for me, McGonagall. Yeah, I was very tempted. I'm glad we picked different people. Yeah, it was it was almost her. She was my second place um, because I just, I think, love her. My only thing with that, the reason I didn't pick her is because she doesn't have enough. Yeah, you don't see her. You get her for that true. little bit, um, but you see a lot mm-hmm. more of Neville and it's more significant for him. Uh-huh. That's why I went with him. In terms of favourite moments, um, the pensive character reveal is yeah, that's it good. for me. I just think that whole... The whole way that they did it, I think it's really well edited together, all mm. of the different scenes and different things going on. And um, and I think acting-wise, like you say, Alan Rickman, yeah. absolute perfection, Astounding. nailed yeah. it. I'm, I don't think I'm going to pick that one because I, like, I don't like the flashback scenes, in the first, especially when they involve the kids. Hi, I'm James. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lily. Um, Just not a big fan of kids, I am. Matt. <laughs> really? No, um, I, I like it when Harry confronts Snape in the Great Hall, but I think it's ruined by the kid extras and the Order of the Phoenix randomly walking in. I much prefer McGonagall summoning the statues and, and then protecting the castle with the spells, with that music. That's fabulous, yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, no, that, that works, definitely. Um, quotes at the beginning, I wrote down, when um, she jumps on the dragon, they just stand and stare. She's like, well, come on then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was good. Um. I like McGonagall. I've, she had a few, so oh, um, yeah, they're so supposed good. to be out of bed, you blithering idiot. Yeah. And uh, I've always wanted to do that spell. It's probably that's probably my favourite line, to be honest. Uh, but I yeah. do think um, the bridge never went. That went well. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that too. one. Yeah. Um, and the two big ones for me though was Snape's always, yeah. and um, like I say, Lily's. Um, we never left. I think yeah, they are huge, good. impactful lines mm. for me. But if I had to go for an absolute favourite, um, yeah, it's probably McGonagall. I've always wanted to do that spell. Yeah, I mean, I might go with that yeah. one too. And I like the not my daughter, you bitch, but maybe not the best in the film. Yeah, I might agree with you there. I'm yeah, gonna go I with think just that's... That whole yeah. McGonagall section. I've had to pick McGonagall for everything. Yeah, fab. She stole the show. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Let's, for a few minutes now, reflect the stories we love best do live in us forever. So whether you come back by page or by the big screen, Hogwarts will always be there to welcome you home. 20 years on and 10 years after it ended. I can't believe it's been that long. I remember them no. coming out. It <laughs> makes me feel really old. That's like two thirds of my life. It's, yeah. it's absolutely mad. Now, if we look at it now, where we are today with Harry Potter. Harry Potter is as visible now as it was when it finished. Yeah, it almost never stopped growing. It, no, it never went. Obviously, we're not waiting for any films to come out. The story's ended and there's no books, but it didn't decline at all. It just kind of expanded and stayed. It didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, it absolutely is a global phenomenon. 100%. 
this got people reading. Mm. People didn't read. Kids yeah. kids were, were learning to read and reading just because of Harry Potter. I mean, yeah. that's a huge... If nothing else, she has done so much for children's um, literature, yeah. children's reading. First time being published as well. First time author, yeah. It's, it's yeah. incredible what she she's brought so many... Um, I'd say generations, a couple of generations now, because people are still reading them. They're still introducing their children to yeah. Harry Potter. I was thinking the other day, like, what's defined your generation? And I think things like, oh, for us, probably mobile phones, internet, hmm. Harry Potter. But it is. I mean, you see, like, you go to, um, like, you've got the Harry Potter studio tour in London yeah. now. And right before you go in, they show you, like like a montage video and the fans and, and people at the premieres and standing waiting mm. for the books in line and in costumes all dressed up. and It's global reach, isn't it? Yeah, like opening bookshops at midnight to sell the books. I mean, yeah. that's not happened it's since. never, ever happened before, yeah. This absolute phenomenon, it's never happened. And I really, honestly, I can't see it happening again. No, I don't think so. It was magical. And it's such lovely memories to have mm. and to sit and remember that everybody was reading the books and you you were like trying to read them to make sure that nothing got spoiled. They're lovely memories to have. Yeah. There's a great line in the first film, which at the time probably didn't mean so much. But when you look at it now, it's McGonagall saying there won't be a child in our world who doesn't know his name. Yeah, and it, it couldn't have been any any truer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I said it throughout. I don't remember ever a time where the entire class knew and had read and had watched and were quoting Harry Potter. It's never yeah. happened since. There was never a time where absolutely everybody were all on the same page with it. Yeah. Everybody absolutely loved it. And in terms of what there is now, I mean, <laughs> it like I say, it never left. It's just got bigger. I mean, the money she must make, she must blink and make a million pounds. I, yeah, I, I can't remember. I did read some, she made like five pounds a second. It's ridiculous. I mean, there's now we've now got the spin-off series as well, and she's working on that. She we've got the Fantastic yeah. Beast movies, and she writes the scripts for those. Anything that's spin-off is probably the worst thing to have come out of it, in the nicest possible way. I think the Cursed Child play sounds horrific. I really want to see the Cursed Child. Yeah, I've heard the production of it is good. The way they've done it sounds amazing, but the actual plot is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Voldemort's got a daughter with Bellatrix and shit. It's just stupid. Hmm. I can't very much remember what happened, to be honest. Um, I suppose that goes to show, doesn't it? It was mm, quite forgettable. I read it and moved on. Yeah. But we've now got the theme parks. There's London, there's the, the um, studio, studio tour, tour in Watford. Yeah, That's huge amazing. Draw. I am so ready to go back to that. Yeah. I haven't seen um, Gringotts. I haven't yeah. seen the Forbidden Forest. Those who have been recently to Gringotts will know that there is a part of it that steals the entire tour. Really? Yeah. Oh, I really want to go back. Let's look at the actual impact of the film. So I've got, I've got some stuff here. Um, mm -hmm. The box office worldwide gross. Well, there's 10 films now from The Wizarding World. So um, yeah. $10 billion uh, <laughs> gross. And that's averaging wow. obviously about $1 billion per film. Which is incredible. Um, it's the third highest film series now behind Star Wars, which has obviously had a lot of big films, and the MCU, which has had yeah. over double Awards-wise, it's very interesting. Um, it's the most snubbed, top-grossing franchise of all time at the Academy Awards. It had 12 yeah. nominations and no wins. But production design, costume, visual effects were like regularly 
nominated. I think costumes could have won as well. Even production design. That the should things have won, that yeah. went into that. I mean, it's unbelievable. They, I do believe the word snubbed is, is definitely appropriate. Yeah. Stuart Craig, the production designer, really was oh. the unsung hero. Without him, yeah. you wouldn't have had, obviously, not only the the look of the world and the actual sets yeah. for the films, but the studio tour wouldn't exist. None of the he theme should, parks he would exist. Should have, um, he should have. Yeah, he should have been given some kind of significant, you know, something. Yeah. And then the books repeatedly broke their own records for the fastest <laughs> yeah. selling. More than 500 million books sold to date. All yeah. seven books are in the top 15 best selling books of all time. Yeah. Philosopher's Stone is number two. Well believe that. I can and, well, um, well believe that. J.K. Rowling, the world's first and still only billionaire author. Um, she's wealthier than the Queen of England. Um, yeah, I can believe, <laughs> believe that it too. Or not. Um, and she wrote it because she wanted to. She had no expectation of... I mean, she was in deep depression as well. Like Someone yeah. wrote a comment on one of the videos saying, from deep depression to defining a complete generation. Yeah, we were lucky that they came out when they did. I'm so um, glad. Yeah. Because there was no social media to um, to ruin them. There wasn't, I mean, it was it, most of it was word of mouth. The experience would not be the same if the books came out now. It Absolutely would be completely yeah. ruined. Um, and, and I just, I think I'm, we're so, so lucky that they came out when they did. Mm. I don't know about you, but my life is essentially split into pre and post Harry Potter. I don't remember a lot from before Harry Potter existed. Harry Potter was the first book I read. It was the first film series I ever got into. Do you remember before there was a filming reference of what people looked like or how to even pronounce some of the names? Yeah, I couldn't say I couldn't say Hermione when I first. Yeah, read the we books. said Hermione and Crabbe, yeah, Draco. Uh, yeah, and um, I, I literally didn't have a clue. Yeah. <sighs> Oof, right Next. now, on to our extraordinary magical quiz. Oh yes, I need to ask you a few questions. Anything, my boy. Anything. This is going to be like quick fire. It's quick fire. If you don't know it, I said it before. It's tough titties. You move on. <laughs> yeah, we we literally that's it. You you you're stuck. We're getting a quiz each. Twenty four questions each. Three per film. Yeah, so it's three from each film. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm answering first. Is that right? You're answering first. Yeah. Right. Okay. Quiz music. Are you ready? Yes. Number one, Philosopher's Stone. What colours are Harry's birthday cake icing and writing? Uh, pink and green. Well done. Very good. One point. <laughs> yes. What number is Harry's vault at Gringotts? 687. Oh my God, I'm extremely impressed. <laughs> okay. How many points do Gryffindor get in the Quidditch match? By the end. All together. Um, okay, 150 for the snitch and then let's add on... 20 more points, 170. Very well done. Yeah, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, well done. Impressed. Okay, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. I'm not going to give you that one, it's too easy. He's <laughs> <laughs> adjusting. What is the name of the bookshop at Diagon Alley? Uh, Flourish and Blots. Well done. What spell turns animals into water goblets? Ferraverto. <laughs> That's me doing a McGonagall. <laughs> it didn't work very well. And what is Aragog? Acromantula. Well done. Very impressive. I, I know already I'm going to lose. <laughs> I can see already. Six for six. <laughs> okay, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. What food is Harry served at or offered at the Leaky Cauldron? Oh, uh, pea soup. 
Yes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> what two symbols can be seen in Harry's teacup? Um, oh, okay, um, the ones that Ron sees is the wonky cross and the um, sun. Yes, well done. What spell is used to break Sirius out of the tower? Bombarder. Well done. Oh, God. <laughs> I just feel like I haven't I haven't paid enough attention. I'm absolutely dreading this now. <laughs> Goblet of Fire. I yeah. really am not going to like this at all. What phrase of alliteration do Fred and George repeat? Um, is it babbling, bumbling band of baboons? Yes, well oh, done. Thank God for that. I had the last bit. I couldn't remember the first word. Okay. What is the name of the song the band sing at the Yule Ball? The one that you don't like? Um, I think I don't know if it's full. Can you dance like a hippogriff? Well done. Yeah. <laughs> what direction does Moody point to Harry to go when he enters the maze? Um, as we're looking at him, he he tells Harry to go to the left. He points to his left. To whose left? When we look at Moody pointing, he points to our right, Harry's left. Yes, that, that's right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jesus Christ. Just wanted you to be specific yeah, there. Yeah, and then Harry turns left. Yes, okay. Wow, this is incredible. Full point so far. I've lost. I've already... well, what's the point of even doing yours? We should just call you the winner. Order of the Phoenix, what is the name of Fred and George's products? Um, the box we see is a skiving snack box. Overall, what are they? Oh, oh Weasley Wizard Wheezes. That's the one. Uh, what does Kingsley say Dumbledore has when Dumbledore escapes? Dumbledore's got style. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What is the address of the Order of the Phoenix headquarters? 12 Grimold Place. Well done. London. <laughs> I'm really, really worried now. <laughs> Harper Prince. Yeah. What did Harry tell Cormac he was eating? Dragon Balls. That's correct. What did Belby's uncle invent? Um, a Wolfsbane um, potion? Yep, that's correct. <laughs> oh, yep. That. <laughs> Surprising <And> myself now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what initials are in the locket? Bonus point if you know what they stand for. Um, yeah, um, R-A-B. Regulus Arcturus Black. Very impressive. <laughs> very, very impressive. You're putting me to shame. <laughs> I haven't even done it yet, and I know. Okay, what is the name of the Hogwarts teacher killed, and what did she teach? Charity Burbage, Muggle Studies. Yeah. What does Mad Eye say Polyjuice Potion tastes like? You've already told us today. <laughs> Goblin Piss. <laughs> That's correct. And what is the Snatcher's Wand made of that Ron gives to Harry? Oh, God. Um, I remember him giving it to him. Um, oh, God, what word sounds right? Hawthorn? No, close. No. It's Blackthorn. You're very oh, close. You've dropped mind. one point in the Damn. entire thing. I was actually willing you to get them all right. <laughs> I was actually willing you to get them all. Oh. What type of dragon is in Gringotts? Um, Ukrainian Iron Belly. Well done. <laughs> Who gave the mirror to Arbiforth? I imagine Dumbledore did. Albus Dumbledore. No, Mundungus Fletcher. Ah. 
and what spell is used to protect the castle? Oh god, they all say it as well. They're all going. No, 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 oh. not that one. Uh, McGonagall's. McGonagall's one. Oh, um. Pier totem locomotor. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Don't ask me to do Scottish. <laughs> I, I, I no, didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I know. Oh. Okay, wow. Quick tally. So you then. dropped two points there. That's it. 22 out of 24? Yeah, but I gave you a bonus. So you got 23 out of 25. Okay. Oh my god. But some of them were tricky. Are you ready for your happy... Do you want me to no, make them slightly all. easier? or I've got backups. <laughs> oh, just go for it. I, we already know I'm not going to beat 22. I mean, for God's sake. I'm not going to come anywhere close. Okay, here we go. Question one, Philosopher's Stone. What type of snake does Harry talk to at the zoo? A bra- something Brazilian. <laughs> Anaconda. A Brazilian anaconda? No. I don't know. No idea. It's a Burmese python. God. He's from no Burma. idea. Um, what number was the vault with the Philosopher's Stone being kept? 713. Correct. What reason does McGonagall give for taking points from Hermione after the troll fight? Oh, Jesus. I know why she gives the guys points. Um, f- um, lack of judgment. Give you that. Yeah, serious lack of judgment. Chamber of Secrets. Um, according to Uncle Vernon, what had been ruined by Dobby making noise upstairs? His Chinese golfer joke. Oh, something golfer joke. <laughs> <laughs> Have one more guess at that. Um, nah, nah. I'll, I give, I'll give you half a point. Japanese golfer joke. Oh, Japanese. I was, <laughs> I was close. <laughs> so close. How many times had Gilroy Lockhart won Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile Award? Five. Correct. Apart from hair, name one ingredient of Polyjuice Potion. Ah, uh, um, 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 nope. No, it's gone. It's gone. I know he says it in the later books. Yeah, Snape mentions a few of them. Uh, um, no, I can't remember. You could have had fluxweed, knocked grass, lacewing flies, which is the one that's mentioned, leeches, yeah. bicorn horn, or boom slang skin, which is the other one that's mentioned. Damn it. Prisoner of Azkaban, what is the name of the school that Vernon claimed to have sent Harry to? Oh, the one with it's the not Smeltings, that's his one, isn't it? That's D- Dudley's one. Isn't yeah, it? it's not Smeltings. Um, school for Incurable Cases. Oh, I can't remember. No, I can't remember. <laughs> Bloody hell. St. Brutus's. Oh, so, yeah. What was the password to the Gryffindor common room? This is when Dawn French was looking after it. Oh, Jesus, the amount times they say it as well. <laughs> Fortuna Major. Yes, correct. Um, shortly before his break into Hogwarts, Sirius Black was sighted nearby, but where? <sighs> Bloody hell. Doonstown? Dawnstown? Something? Uh. You, you're close. I know who says it as well, but I, nah, mm. I can even picture the tone he says it in. I can't remember the words. Well, it is Hermione, so... Um... <laughs> oh, is it not the, the, it's not the, the thingy kid? No, it's not Dramatic Tension Kid, it's the... Uh... <laughs> I love how you knew what I meant, though. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I can't remember. It's Dufftown. Mm. Sorry. I've got the D. Go with the D. The, D. <laughs> it's the best part, to be fair. Um, Goblet of Fire. Um, what is the name of Rita Skeeter's column in The Daily Prophet? She says it, and then you see it later. Oh, my God. Um, no. No. Me, myself, and I would like to know. <laughs> and it's written God. on the paper later. I didn't realise that was the name of it, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
the dragons for the first task were Swedish, Hungarian, Chinese, and what? Um, right, hang on a second. So it was a Hungarian horntail, Swedish short snout, mm-hmm. um, Chinese fireball. Chinese golfer joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, oh my God, no. No, uh, it's gone. Fleur draws the Welsh green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, who does Ron say he looks and smells like in his dress robes? <laughs> Uh, great auntie somebody oh god nope I'll give you half a point for that it's his great aunt Tessie Ugh, yeah order of the phoenix who sends the letter to Harry informing him he has been expelled from Hogwarts Mafalda Hotkirk yay correct what form does Ginny Weasley's Patronus take Ah. Oh. it's not a horse is it yep or it's a, a horse hair? it's a it's horse, horse. Yeah. Yeah. Luna's it's the Hermione's hair. the hair Luna's the hair. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, Hermione's is an otter. Isn't it? That's yeah. right. What exam is being sat when Fred and George release their fireworks? Oh, Jesus. Written on the chalkboard in the background. Um, <laughs> Basically, pick a class. <laughs> Jesus. No idea. Defence Against Dark Arts, just because she's there? <laughs> no, it's Theory of Charms. Oh, right, okay. Half-Blood Prince. Where were the owners of the house that Slughorn was hiding out in? I'll give you a clue. They're probably on holiday. Um, Hawaii? <laughs> no, no. Um, they're, they're in the Canary Islands. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. What was the name of Tom Riddle's orphanage? Oh, God, Matt. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. No idea. No, it's Wool's Orphanage. Oh, God, no. I, w- I literally, I, I wouldn't, I never would have got that one. That's right. It shows you on the screen. Um, who is Robbie Fenwick? Who's Robbie Fenwick? <laughs> is he one of the kids he terrorises? He terrorises? Um, yeah. No, probably. no, no. Nah, not a clue. No, it's the boy who bit Hermione's father at the dentist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love this quiz. Uh, Deathly Hallows <laughs> Part you're 1. <laughs> Other than the tale of the three brothers, name another story in the tales of Beedle the Bard. Um, uh, Babbity Rabbity. I'll give you that, yeah. Babbity Rabbity and the Cackling Stump is one of them. <laughs> you could have also had the Wizard and the Hopping Pot, but I don't know the other ones because he doesn't <laughs> say any others. Bathilda Bagshot was the author of which book? History of Magic. Correct. Well, the book theme on this one. Uh, what was the name <laughs> of the book written by Rita Skeeter? Oh, like the Life of Albus Dumbledore. Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore. Correct, yeah. The life is that and right? Lies. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell, that's from the book, that. That's like a buried memory. Yeah, that's good. Um, last film. Uh, what is on the shields held by the suits of armour at the perimeter of the castle? You know, the, the ones that have shields. God, I don't remember looking at the shields. I remember looking at the <laughs> actual statues. Um, the Hogwarts crest? I'm going to give you half a point. They're, they're each of the house animals. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I think you've been very kind here, but thank you very much. <laughs> They're kind of Hogwarts crests, just not the Hogwarts crest. Um, according to Dumbledore, what is our most inexhaustible source of magic? Words. Correct. And very last question. What pet does Harry's son Albus bring to Hogwarts? Oh, Jesus. I wasn't paying attention. There was a lot of animals in that scene. Quite a lot, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, not necessarily ones that you're allowed to take. <laughs> um, oh, I'm just going to go with an owl because I'm not sure. No, he's bringing a ferret. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. That's so weird. I've never noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Very unusual. Now I know. Okay, what's the damage? Um, I think it's 11 and a half. That's very bad. I feel like I got some of the harder ones as well, like people's names that you wouldn't remember. Really? <laughs> it's not easy, is it? No, it's <laughs> well, not according to you, you make it look easy. Yeah. I've just I've just got, I've got a very good memory. Yeah, I don't. I really don't. It's, it's I'm not known for my memory not at all. <laughs> Who I really am I? Obliviate. <laughs> May as well, because well, I've obviously well. forgotten half the stuff. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> I thought you knew what you signed up for. Yeah, I thought I did too. So that's it. Four episodes. Yes. Absolute extravaganza yeah. of Harry Potter. We promised a comprehensive look at the franchise. We delivered. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. I really do yeah. think we did. Um, we've got a, um exciting one coming up. Mm. We've got a two-part Stephen King coming up we through do. august which will be interesting mm -hmm. i think we've got some good films from the first we're calling it like the first half i guess of his yeah. most famous films we're looking at carrie the shining stand by me pet cemetery misery and then the 90s tv miniseries of it yeah we're calling it a film because you well i mean you can't i wanted to watch it, it anyway you? yeah yeah you can't not include it it's one of his biggest <laughs> creations yeah. um so that'll be good fun yeah um so in the meantime, Matt, where can they find oh. us? <laughs> if you've not died during the process of this, then you can find <laughs> us on our website, cinechat.co.uk forward slash podcast, or across the social media, just search for Cinechat Podcast, or you can email us at podcast at cinechat.co.uk. You could email us and let us know how you did in the quiz. <laughs> And if you manage to get all the way to the end, to the quiz, well done. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so that is all for me. And for me, signing off. Mischief managed. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.